Maximum Health with your host, Dr. Ken Gray. With over 20 years in healthcare, Dr. Gray is a doctor of oriental medicine and holistic physician fusing Eastern and Western healing. Dr. Gray is on staff at Jupiter Medical Center and in private practice with an office in Jupiter, Florida, where he resides. Dr. Gray enjoys being a physician as well as being an educator. His unique approach to holistic healing has taken him abroad to lecture in Baden-Baden, Germany, and treat sports professionals in Hawaii and Biarritz, France. He is co-author of several books on food therapy and the founder of the annual Star Summit Talks at the Norton Museum of Art in Palm Beach, Florida. Now it's time for Maximum Health with Dr. Ken Gray. Welcome back, everyone. This is Maximum Health Radio, Quality Living with yours truly, Dr. Ken Gray. And we got the big Mac, Katie Mac in the house. Return of the Mac. <laughs> As always, we have wonderful guests with us. But today is, is real special because so my engineer slash producer, Mike McGann, um, I've mentioned him a few times over the years, and he's been with me, and I've been with him for, for so many years doing the Maximum Health for NPR and podcasts. And uh, so he's been doing a lot of work on his own. He does a lot of speaking engagements. He is very out there in the community and doing a lot of good. But uh, more recently, he started his own podcast and show called uh, Heart Chat. And he started it with a young lady named Edwige Gerbert, uh, if you want to pronounce it correctly. Otherwise, it's, it looks like Edwidge Gilbert. <laughs> However, she is uh, French and a very gorgeous French. Um, we're going to hear her beautiful uh, story as well as Mike and the accent along with it, which I can't wait because it's one of my favorite. It's mine. one of my favorite languages yeah, in the sound. world, if not my favorite language. Yeah. Um, and and so we will take you through a little bit of their journey with uh, Heart Chat. And, you know, I, I started this morning doing a little bit of yoga. And uh, Katie and I always talk about yoga because, mm-hmm. well, she's in fitness, as, as some of you all know who caught my interview with her um, prior, before we started doing this co-hosting thing. Mm-hmm. But um, I wanted to read you a little bit about the heart chakra. So the fourth chakra, which is the heart chakra, is located at the center of the chest. The color is green, and it's love, relationships, personal development, direction, and sharing. So I'm guessing that this is what the heart chat is about. Edvige, Mike, take it. Well, yeah, the heart chat is... It's so funny, we're thinking about that, talking about the heart chakra. And the story about how Advija and I met and got to know each other really kind of ties into that. Uh, but the heart chat itself, um, it's, it's a conversation. And Advija, talk about exactly what it is, because I love the way you sound when you say it. It's a conversation between a man and a woman sharing their personal experience, which we believe apply to all of us. It's a story of a struggle, uh, obstacle, success, I call it victory, always a victory at the end. This victory. is my buzzword. That's the buzzword. <laughs> victory to you. Claim it. Because we tend to focus too much on what doesn't work in life and how we should be instead of moving to the vision of the way you want to be. So this is what we want to share in the hot chat is Mike experience mm-hmm. of um, well, well an awful lot with me it comes through the sobriety an awful lot of other things uh, that allowed me to get to know myself better uh, and, and have clearer goals that I could achieve in, in, in a way that made a whole lot more sense and me was my struggle with my weight being French you know you have to keep the image I was into modeling and then I was into fitness mm-hmm. 
and but yet I still had the issue of uh, emotional overeating, which a lot of women have. And I meet them all the time and they look at me, you must be dieting to keep your weight down. I say, no, I'm just found my score, my inner safe place within. That's the key. Yeah, I think safety is a big one. I think that a lot of people overeat and go to emotional eating for safety, comfort, love, if they lack pleasure in their lives in whatever way that may mean to them. And for women, that's, I mean, men too. They struggle with that too. Differently. I believe men tend to go more towards alcohol, although... I'm, uh, I'm here raising my hand, basically. Well, and sugar. I mean, oh, no, sure, that's another one, sure. Sweets. I, I think you said something interesting there, and that was uh, th- that safety aspect and getting to know yourself. Because really, who in the end is going to take care of you? Who's going to love you? Who's going to know you best? And the answer is you. But you have to get to know you first before you're ever going to get to that point. I remember doing some meditations on that a couple of years ago, and it was I had a, a very powerful moment of clarity that had me laughing and crying at the same time. It was the weirdest moment. And uh, it came after quite a bit of meditation about it, um, where I I sort of heard this inner dialogue with myself, where this voice had said to me, you're okay, I've got you. And I was like, who the hell is that? And then I realized that there were two different sides to me Mm -hmm. having a conversation. And I realized, well, that one side of me is keeping me safe. And it's okay to to rely on that and relax into that. And that moment made a lot of change as far as self-knowledge. Well, it's the self and the higher self, whatever you think it is. But it also being at peace with your emotions, meaning it's not about denying everything is wonderful. It's about owning the emotion, but knowing they will not drown you and destroy you. And most people, women especially, rather stuff the emotion than experience them fully. And once you understand emotion is just energy into motion, it's emotion, and it's energy. So once you know about how to master the energy through various techniques that I've developed in my program, you're good. And I I had to find my way. And it took me 20 years to figure it out, but I'm in a good place. And I can claim this victory without arrogance because I worked on it. And every day I do something, I never give up. You cannot just say, oh, I'm done. I'm good now. Mm, it's well, a daily maintenance, like working out. Yep. Huh? Yes. Well, it's, it's all a process. It's, it's funny, when, when you were talking about understanding and dealing with emotion, that was how we met. Because you know I have this radio program on a different radio station. I, I, so I want to back up for a second. Feel because free. there's a part of this which I do want, you know, to, to talk about, which is you mentioned sobriety, but you kind of, it was just like this. Sure. S- it, we went through it yeah. <laughs> very quickly. Sure. Now, sobriety from alcohol. Sobriety from me from alcohol, yes. And were you kind of just nonstop morning till evening? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So this was not an easy step. This was no, a, no. This was, was a life changing, like you, did you hit a wall? Were you losing everything? It was, it was getting close to that. You can only, you know, have so much internal bleeding uh-huh. uh, before it's, it's time. Okay. And okay. I was... I was losing, um, well, yeah, I, I had a, a relatively young child. Right. Um, I had a marriage that was falling apart. Right. And just the time came when 
enough was enough with okay, that. There so was enough pain. There was was not oh. much. There was not a, much more that could happen for you because everybody shifts at a different time and they Very see. So. You know what is it saying? You you it's it's you look into the abyss and it, that's kind the, of what keeps you. And out the abyss of looks abyss. back into yeah, you yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And this was and a case that's where kind of keeps you out of it. I guess. Yeah, and that abyss was definitely staring me in the face. And right. eventually, I, I kind of recognized that okay. abyss and that I was on the precipice right. of it. Right. So you you fought that challenge. You found that yes. yourself after that and through that, AA through what through AA and okay. that's one of the biggest points and it ties in with what Advision I do here was th there's an AA saying that they say in meetings a lot which is take the cotton out of your ears and put it in your mouth mm. you know shut up and listen and what I started doing was shutting up and listening not only to other people instead of filling it with noise so I didn't actually have to deal with anything but I started listening to me I started listening to it. And it took a long time even to hear it. There was quite a fog that I had to lift. Mm -hmm. But as that fog lifted, I suddenly, I was okay on my own. It was really strange. I had never been liking to be by myself. And then I got to realize, um, there's somebody in here that I kind of like. There's somebody in here that I don't know very well. And now I can, I can hear him talking to me every now and then. So I think... Uh, that, that was an, kind of an early step, kind of a proto-heart chat for me because I was starting to speak and have dialogue with myself for the first time. It led me to get to know myself better, to have a better understanding of my goals, talents, and actually giving myself some credit for them for the first time in my life because uh, you, know, you get somebody who has an addictive personality, any of those problems, you're hardest on yourself. You spend all your time beating yourself up. And then when it quieted down and I was able to listen to it and get to know this guy and realize... I, I kind of, I kind of dig this guy. He's a good dude. I'd like to get to know him and see what he has to offer. You're beautiful, Mike. Thank you, Doc. <laughs> I appreciate it. You know, coming from, you know, the, all the attractive people in this studio, that's making me happy. Yeah, Edvige, I know yes. you spoke on it a little bit, but like Mike, how was your pain? How does your pain brought you? Okay, so I came to America in my twenties, mm -hmm. and before that, um, I, I kind of had to become aware of that because denial is such a big part in the addiction journey, right? Mm -hmm. That I was doing uh, diet pills in France to maintain my weight because I always had this issue of... What year was this? When was this? Uh, a long time ago. <laughs> like the, like the 70s? The 80s? No, yes. 80s, okay. This is yesterday. Yes. Yeah, yesterday. <laughs> All my trouble uh, seems so <laughs> far away. Yes. I can't carry You definitely can't do that. Yes. Uh, I maintain a good... Uh, Facade. <laughs> anyway, so yes, and the doctor would give it to you. So when I stopped, I came over to America and I got into depressions and I had no no way of 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 drowning the pain. So sure. I started eating, eating sugar, 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 sweets, chocolate, to the point that I became uh, hypoglycemic. I became irritable bowel syndrome. I was deficient in protein. There was a lot going on. And the doctor said, you know, um, and I was like a zombie. They called me Dr. Magoo, you know. Oh, did they really? Yeah, I, said, I get that. I didn't know what was happening. And I was isolating. We discussed that. Yeah, we've had that conversation mm -hmm. a while. And, and, and for our listeners, there's, there's, there's a reason you crave sugar after coming off of those drugs. It's the same brain center. Right. So if you notice, you go. Some people go from alcohol to cigarettes yeah. or both, yes. and then drugs. Yes. You, know, uh, you know, it's all the same brain center. But yeah. at the mm -hmm. same time, I've always been sugar was my mm -hmm. when Addiction. I was younger. Yeah. I mean, it's sweet is uh, soothing myself yeah. from loneliness and um, yeah. yeah. 
And I think women go for sweets, no? More than... Typically, yeah. I, think I see more of it, yeah. Ice cream and stuff like that. Yeah, chocolate. but it doesn't have to be sweet. It can be bread. So men might do more bread, but it's the same thing. It's changing sugar. Or alcohol, yeah. like you said, but it's changing the I sugar. I used to so do bread. I yeah. love... I still love bread, but I mean... Yeah. doesn't affect me anymore. I mean, because once you are programmed, I tell people, I reprogram my mind. Okay. And I believe I created a new, a, a newer pathway to the brain. I can be in the worst situation. And I've had, I mean, life happens, right? Mm -hmm. When you're depressed and you're sad and you lose hope. I never reach, and this has been a long time now that I'm recovering. Sure. You. I never reach for, I, I do reach for chocolate, but that's it, a little piece and I'm finished. So I have self-control and I know we can because I'm not the only one who can do this. It's just working with a subconscious mind like Dr. Lipton. I know you know about the Bruce, Bruce Lipton, right? And, and that's, it's, it's funny because that's kind of where the heart chat concept comes from because we have this sort of a trilogy of things that, to do where you begin with whatever the issue is, you can apply this to it. You begin with honesty. Be honest about what the issue is. Be honest about how you feel about it. Be honest with yourself. To thine own self be true, right? That's kind of an AA thing, but being honest with yourself is step two, is step one. The first step is hope. It's the second H in it. Honesty, hope. Honest with yourself, have hope for what you want. Understand the goal you want to achieve, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a career, whether it's health, whatever it may be. And I had some success with that this year, actually. And uh, the last H is healing. Because that's where that begins. Honest with yourself, develop the hope, put some things into motion, take some action, inspired action, and you're going to heal. And then we finish with happiness. It's the fourth H, really. And it's kind of the overarching H, and it starts with an H like heart and heart chat, so there we go. But uh, we, we've done some interesting things on this. Um, what, it, yeah, what are some of those shows that you've done? Because how, how, how long has it been going? We have nine of them already? I think so. We've done, we've done nine and a few quick, quick chats here and there that show up on our Facebook pages and on the heart chat. But we've talked about just generally uh, understanding who you are. We did a big bit on, on health. We just did one on uh, the trimming of Valentine's Day and, and what real romance can be. And not necessarily buying into the fact that uh, you know, real romance has yeah, to be a couple. You know, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, self-love is, is, is a huge part of it. Um, there's agape. You can have romance and, and love for the entire world by volunteering at a homeless shelter. You can have it with your pet. Whatever it may be, love, whether it's eros, whether it's agape, whatever it may be, love is love. It starts with self-love. Oh, that's right. That yes. equation that we came up with, right? Yes. Which was SL plus UL equals V. Self-love plus universal love equals... Victory. Victory. And you can apply that to almost any situation. Um, with, with me and with the Vs, we were talking about health in January. And, uh, yes, because after the holiday, people gained weight and the COVID the was another excuse. Like, what's the excuse? I mean, everybody is in the same boat. Some people lose weight, some people get... It's all up in the mind. It's all about your intention. It's all about the vision, and most importantly, it's your self-esteem. Do you really believe you're worthy of looking good and feeling good? And a lot of people don't. Yeah, I think coming, it comes down to a lot of people needing or having certain behaviors because of validation and self-worth and sure. self-love and the lack thereof that they feel. Well, and there's the other classic thought that, you know, you put on weight as literal armor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Protection. I mean, it's protection. You That's can't be big... hurt if nobody's interested in you. Right. You know? 
sexual so, abuse is typically like yes. those people that deal with sexual abuse Very common. typically you don't want to appear attractive right. because you're still afraid that somehow you may have brought this upon yourself and you don't yes. want to do it again. Yes. And so we talked we talked about that actually with the honesty, hope, and healing. That same arc that we discussed earlier on, we really focused on in January on the heart chat. And we also add to the heart chat. We have a structure. I mean, we talk about the personal story that we had mm-hmm. to illustrate the concept. Then we go into power of questions. So what stops you from uh, losing weight? Or, or how would you feel if you had the body you want? Uh, what are you problem. willing to do? What are you willing and to do? And what are you willing not to, to do? do? And then we have a poem, <laughs> which is now you're taking over the poem. Yeah, I've been writing these poems about it too, just to have a little fun with it. But it's an instruction, the best part for me. Mindfulness, and that's where I start. Mindfulness meditation. Mindfulness in eating, mindfulness in walking, mind, just being aware of this moment here now. And most people live in the past uh, or in the future, but we miss the moment. That's anxiety and depression, yeah. Thank yeah, it you. really is, yeah. yeah. Well, there's a saying for it, which is, you know, you're not, the past doesn't mean anything. We're not guaranteed a future. The pr- uh, this, right now, this is a gift, and that's why it's called the present. present. <laughs> you know? I love that. So we, we live in the present, and when it came to that, and our, our discussion about honesty, hope, and healing in health, you can be inspired by other people. I'd like to look like that person. You're never going to be that person. Never try to aspire to be anyone else. But yourself. Be yourself. Find who you are. Find the healthy you. Find the body image that you like and is realistic to you and is achievable to you. The same thing applies to careers. The same thing applies to relationships. The same thing applies to almost anything that we'd like to do or become to be our best selves. In the end, it's about slowing it down, asking yourself those questions, being honest with yourself, developing hope for it, and then letting the healing happen. And then what follows and that's that? That's a journey, but enjoy the journey. And it's and the concept we love, and that applies to anything we do, is pain and pleasure principle. The mind will always move away from pain to right. So we need to associate pleasure with healthy things. Mm. It's a thought behind every habit. There is a change of thought, and you did that with uh, losing weight recently too, because of some of the things from your book. Yeah. And my five by techniques. No, it's not. Uh, it's not about controlling. It's about awareness. After five bites of the same food, if you think about it, the taste is predictable. Mm-hmm. We don't even taste it. So after five bites, now I don't count because it's programmed. You sit back, you know, and you ask, "Am I still tasting what I'm eating here? Am I still?" wanting to continue so you you take responsibility hmm. and i th- the moment people ask question it, it, you cannot be auto automatic um well right, you're not programmed then you, you can break the automation yeah. what, what's it. the name of your book a uh, fresh start promise 28 days to a total mind body and spirit transformation i will uh, give it i have it in my car. And it's available for readers? Amazon, uh, yes. Digital Amazon. as well as hard? Yes. Nice. Yes. I loved it because some of, the, some of the, the techniques in that, when we first met on this other radio show, we had this, we talked about Heart Shocker earlier, we had this just insane kind of Heart Shocker connection. It's one of the best interviews I've ever done. And by the time it was done, we were like best friends. I mean, it was really wild and we knew we had to do something together with the experiences we had and, and what can we do to help other people and kind of spread this word. Yeah. 
And she'd given me her book yeah. as well and some of the meditation techniques. And I would just do in my radio studio in the morning. And I was having the best days after I did that. They, for me, they worked better than a lot of other techniques did. Then we were, uh, we were having lunch one day talking about the show and, and, and you know, putting together an outline. And uh, we practiced mindfulness, remember? Right then. Well, and, and it changed the way I eat. And leave food on the plate. Right then. Always leave food on the plate. Even if you take it home, whatever. But just leave food on the plate because it shows you have self-control. It's all about regaining that control because some people say, what happened here? I'm so stuffed. Why did I finish, right? Guilt after the eat. First of all, I heard once a, a, a presentation, three quarter of your stomach full, one quarter empty. Leave the table always with one quarter empty. And you can eat later if you're that hungry. I mean, it's not like we have deprivation no. on this world today. So. How, how does, what does the heart chat say about romance? Because you've been talking about romance. Right. We're kind of recording this in the month of love. It's February. It is. Um, Valentine's Day just happened. And it that's did. different for everybody. Yes. And some of the most wonderful posts I saw was about loving yourself. So yes. I'm wondering how, what you talk about romance and marriage or relationships. Wow, it's, it's a big topic, but it's one that we did a couple times in the course of February because that equation we gave, the self-love plus universal love, it really does start with loving yourself. If you are being real, then okay. you're presenting something somebody else can love. If you're not, if you don't know who you are, if you don't love yourself first, then what you're putting out there is a fiction. You're trying to adapt it to someone else that you think you want, think you need, and that flat out is doomed because you are creating a persona for someone else to love. The real you never comes into it. You're either always pretending or you're always going to be disappointing the other person. You're disappointing yourself because you're not being honest. And being able to express, communicate your emotion, your feelings to the other significant other. And so many people need to be pleasing and they're afraid to disappoint. So you're never authentic and you get in trouble. I mean, I have a lot of friends who are dating and they ask me, what do I say on the first date? And I'm going, is there a script? <laughs> I never had one. I say what I feel. I mean, I think the foundation of a healthy relationship is curiosity about the other and care, concern. I mean, not concern, can be gloom and doom. But, but, but literal concern, like I'm, I'm interested in yes, you. you know, and, tell me. And compassion, sharing. A lot of women complain that men talk too much. And I believe men talk to prove they're good enough for the woman. It's it goes true. back to the cave and all the DNA or something. It really does. It's like a mating display. However, yes. It is. It's I, I am a good candidate for you. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's really how it is. And But you, instead of sitting there feeling uh, victimized by this woman, you can interrupt and say, oh. If I say that or ask that question, what if they don't like it? Well, if they don't like it, but you do, then they're probably not the right person for you. You're, you're pretending again. And that's where the knowledge of who you are for real comes in. Because if you present that, then whoever you end up with is going to be falling in love with who you really are. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be authentic. Well, to be the confident. confidence is a big part of it, too. 
it's, it, it comes down to if you understand yourself and you love yourself, then you are capable of putting out the real person that is going to be receiving the love from somebody else. You have to be able to take care of yourself first. You have to know yourself first and love yourself first before you can really express it. It's the old thing about, you know, the plane crash bit where the oxygen masks drop and you have to put your own oxygen mask on first so you are able to take care of your child or the person and, next to you. But some people feel they are being too narcissistic and self-centered. Sure. But there is a balance right between me, me, me. And I meet those women. They only think about themselves. They don't care about you. But it's about, I feel good about myself. I'm confident about expressing who I am. Then, then everything works. But to get to that place of that confidence within takes work. And that's where people look at me and say, I want to be like you, but all this work, eh, maybe a <laughs> pill would do better for me. I think, you know, it, it all sounds great. And I think it may affect some adults, but a lot of it needs to be taught, in my opinion, when people are young. Younger people. Yeah. Oh, yes. Right. But that's oh, the oh, yes. bending of the branch versus a breaking. Excellent it's much point. harder to break an adult uh, totally or teach a, an old dog new tricks or whatever the sayings are. They're, they're numerous. And that's what I've seen with patients is, uh, you know, I end up in the counselor seat in a way because they ask me questions. So I try to answer. And then, of course, it becomes a discussion. And in the end, that's what I've seen. I don't know about you, Katie, with your even during training, you must get some questions. Oh, yeah. It's like a therapy session and people in there. I feel like my friends because I'm 33. So in our 20s and my boyfriend's in his late 20s, like that is such a crazy time. I feel like for people in our age group right now, because they come to these conclusions about themselves and they start going to therapy and they're just realizing how childhood affected them and how trauma affected them and how they don't have a good relationship with themselves and it's just showing in other uh, parts of their lives so their relationships are bad quote unquote because they aren't connected with themselves and know what they want even so yeah going back teaching them young teaching us younger um, how to connect with ourselves is probably and would you also agree that a lot of things need to be done on the subconscious level because you could be willing hmm, to change sure. and this resistance is there. So what I found has been amazing for me and I do it with many of my clients. Actually, the foundation of my work is doing recordings. I do MP4. Or MP3. We do MP3s and send them out. MP I made you one, remember? Yeah. And I, and I interview you. What is it you want? What is you don't want anymore and and we work with that we found passwords i call it three words that will trigger an emotion and during the day you have the recording like 15 minutes you, people use it to go to sleep with or to start their day and then during the day they have that password to activate to remember what the message is 28 days is a secret mm -hmm. to plant that new seed into your behavior so how can uh, all audiences, young and older, uh, enjoy and learn from and hopefully benefit from HeartChat? There are a few different ways because we've got the HeartChat on Instagram. We have the HeartChat on Facebook. Um, and we put it on our individual pages as well. My page is Mike McGann spelled M-I-C like microphone. It's a little bit of an old play. <laughs> But MIC McGann, you'll find everything posted there as we go, as well as on the other heart chats. Mm -hmm. And the same is true uh, with yeah, Adige. Yeah, it's newlifedirections.com. Newlifedirections.com. We can find a lot of great stuff. Her book is awesome. I mean, it's, it's done me a lot of good. 
This has been another Maximum Health Quality Living. We've had Heart Chat. Uh, Katie and I will see you next time. Thank you for joining Merci us. Merci beaucoup. Star shining bright above you. Night breezes seem to whisper I love you. Birds singing in the sycamore tree. Dream a little dream of